welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So this week for me has been absolutely crazy. Um, I think it's been crazy for everybody. Uh, so let's just jump into It's Just My Thoughts. Um, okay, so this week um, we've been seeing the um, coronavirus and all the effects it's doing in the United States. Um so my week has been crazy for a lot of reasons. Um, I feel like this week I actually now have, I don't know why I was amazed, but I feel like this week has taught me that a lot of people are fucking nasty as shit. And, um, I think sometimes we just lack common courtesies. And, um, I think that's what make the, the, is causing such hysteria with the coronavirus is the matter of, um, I think as people, we just lack common courtesies for each other. Um, so I usually work from home majority of the time. So I feel like I'm already uh, quarantined anyway, but I usually pop into my office maybe once or tw- maybe once or twice a month, usually once or every other month or something like that, just sometimes to break up the monotony of just being at home. So when I went into the building this week, I went in around 6 a.m. And um, I mean, I felt like all day I was taking um, hand sanitizing, uh, showers. And, uh, I always wash my hands, but, um, I felt like I was paying more attention to when somebody else was washing their hands. And so, um, so yeah, like when I was in the building, I mean, you know, um, now I think they've closed the building or so they're slowly working on a plan to close the building to send everybody home, um, periodically, well, indefinitely until, um, I guess there's an understanding of what's going on. But, um, yeah, I mean, those people sneezing without covering their mouths, you know, I personally feel like with what's going on right now, um, you know, my, I don't, I mean, I guess it depends on what you have available in your bank, but my job offers, um, sick time and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you feel like that you are sick, you should probably, you know, stay home if you can, especially if you have a job where, um, they do pay for sick leave. I, I mean, I feel like. A lot of people are saying, oh, stay home, stay home. But I, I understand if like you have a family and you have to work to take care of your family and your job is um, a job where it doesn't give you paid leave. I can understand maybe trying to go to work, but I feel like in this time right now, um, you know, I think that's part of what's causing the hysteria. So when I was at work, I was talking to this lady and I was like, um, I was like just telling her like, yeah, you know when I go home, like the first thing I do when I come from outside in the world, like I take a shower before I get into bed and all that stuff. And I was like in the same for, you know, the kid and stuff like that, because, you know, when he gets home from school, school is full of fucking germs and nastiness with kids in general. Um, yeah, it's mandated that you have to take a shower before you get in your bed. Um, and, it, but that was before any of this. Um, and it's even more now. Um, one, I think it's nasty, you know, like when I worked in the office the other day, um, you know, I was sweating sometimes when I went outside and things like that. So I couldn't imagine going from sweating and being around other people and their germs and just getting in my bed. So I was talking to this lady and she was like, she told me that that was, um, and in my, y'all didn't know this lady. She was a stranger at work. And she told me that that was, um, that was strict. She thought that was really strict and extreme. So I didn't really know what to say after that because I don't know how being clean is is strict and extreme, but, um, yeah, so I learned a lot just about how, what people think in regards to, I guess, what's clean and what's not clean. Um, so let's see. 
Oh, I think the hysteria is kind of crazy a little bit. Um, we were out looking for toilet paper the other day, and there's no toilet paper. It's no water. It's no hand sanitizer. It's no Lysol. Um, I don't get why stores aren't making people, like, aren't in putting together some kind of quantity control where you can't buy the whole fucking shelf for yourself. And once again, I'm saying, like, that's a matter of common courtesies for other people. I mean, I feel like I would get what I need. But I wouldn't get overboard to where somebody else that might actually need it or have children, maybe elderly in their homes, they can't actually get it. Um, it's ridiculous. I, I think it's really ridiculous, to be honest with you. Um, but like I told you last week, basically, you know, the encouragement is to wash your hands. Um, you can also, what I do, I wash my hands and I also sanitize over it. Um and because hand sanitizer, I don't think does like a hundred percent job. Like you have to wash your hands. It was weird because I saw a debate online about some people saying like they only hand sanitize and they don't wash your hands, but that doesn't fully kill germs. Um, don't touch your face, your mouth, your eyes. Um, also they've been, um, they've been, uh, suggesting doing social distancing. So, um, you know, if it's a crowd of 50 or more or something like that, just try to stay away. We've seen that they've canceled um, the March Madness tournament. The NBA is indefinitely suspended. Oh, well, all the all the sport teams are indefinitely um, suspended for the time being. Um, you're starting to see schools closing, universities are closing, where they're doing online classes. Um, in my where I live, they haven't closed schools yet, but I know it's coming because they've been sending out surveys asking. Um, what families have um, access to computers and internet. So I know that that's coming where they're going to shut down schools. Um, and I think the fact that, that all this stuff is closing and things like that and, and like the cancellations of things, I think that's what's causing people to really, uh, really be fearful. Um, I'm not very fearful, you know, uh, but I think it's from the standpoint of um they mainly say this affects, you know, elderly or people that has underlying like, you know, health issues, kind of like diabetes and things like that, um, where, you know, you could be in danger. Um, and I mean, I think a virus can affect anyone that come in contact with it, but I think, uh, I don't know. I think that we just need to all just kind of like, just be careful in general. Like I went, I went out yesterday, um, some were kind of small and I saw some, and I was with my friends and, you know, we're all pretty clean, but we were just still just mindful of like, you know, um, we gave each other air hugs instead of like being all each other in each other's like personal space. You know, they have children. I have, you know, a family as well. And so, you know, like none of us want to get sick in any kind of capacity. And so like, we really just like pass around hand sanitizer and just kind of like, even though we were still around each other, but, um, you know, just trying to be more mindful of just how we're in each other's, um, space. Um, I told my friends and my families that, you know, before we were kind of chilling, I was like, you know, I think just in general, we should all just be, you know, mindful, you know, even though we might feel like, you know, um, this could be a little overhyped by the media. It could be, could, could not be, I don't know. Um, but we still could just still be mindful of just, cleanliness and just common courtesy for others and I and I suggest that for everyone to just have common courtesy you know for other people and people around you you know if your kid is sick um and all that stuff don't don't send them to school you know just shit like that like um if you're sick you know cover your mouth you know throw away your napkins and your tissues I mean just shit like that like to where it's not you know uh 
causing you know people to freak out i was looking at this article yesterday um and this is a prime example of what i'm talking about by how that i feel like people lack common courtesy um there was this passenger on JetBlue and he's like banned for life now from, from JetBlue and I think he was flying from either like from New York or DC to to Florida can't remember which place he was flying from he was going to Florida and well he knew that he tested positive for coronavirus before he got on the flight he still flew anyway and when he got on the, got off the flight he tells them that he tested positive for coronavirus see shit like that is what bothers me with people because it's like if you knew that you that you um tested positive for coronavirus and you're on this plane with all these people why put somebody else at risk you know um because you selfishly want to take a flight you know I just thought that was just completely fucked up and they banned them for life but I mean that's the stuff for me that kind of like if I was to say bothered me in regards to this whole situation it would be that um because people I feel I just feel like don't have um you know common courtesies for others and I, I, I think that's sad, but that's just the world that we live in. So if, if I was fearful of anything, it would be just the unknown with other people. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's all I had in regards to how my week went. It just has been crazy just seeing everything, um, you know, be canceled and stuff like that and postponed and rearrangements of things. But ultimately, I understand it. And I think that they are just trying to just um, mediate this as best as possible and, you know, we don't fully know what exactly they're seeing or what they're anticipating seeing. So um, I think uh, all of us just keep our head on the swivel and, um, you know, just just think about what we're doing out here in the world. All right. So let's go into um, Motivational Monday. So I saw this tweet. I cannot think of I can't pronounce the girl's name, but I'm going to put her name in my um episode notes because she's actually really dope she's actually one of my favorite people to follow on twitter so um this is what she wrote if it's not yours to process release it it's okay to have empathy while also maintaining your energetic boundaries remember that it's not absorbing others energy it's not it's not about not caring it's about knowing what is yours and what is not and not allowing other stuff to weigh on you i thought that was good that's actually something that I've spent a lot of time myself um, getting to a place that I'm not taking on other people's energies and other people's shit. Um, I've talked about that a few times here, but like I was just talking to my friend about that the other day when we were in Denver and um, just saying that like that's something that I really, for me, it's a constant having to, um, uh, something I have to constantly work on and just be like, and set up boundaries with people. And I've been working on that um, for over a year now. And it's gotten a lot better, but um, that's something I always try to be mindful of and try to work on um, as much as possible. So let's jump into some black excellence. So Maya Moore, who's a professional women's basketball player, um, she, for the past two years, she took two seasons off of basketball to fight for a man she believed was wrongfully convicted. Um, Jonathan Irons, he served 22 years of a 50-year sentence for his convictions for burglary and assault. And this week, I mean, yeah, this month, um, it was expunged. Um, it's still some stuff that they have to do in regards to it, but for the most part, he's getting released from jail. Um, I think her story was amazing because, as we know, um, female athletes, especially basketball players, professional basketball players, they don't make as much money as the NBA players. 
So if you're taking away any level of salary and she took two years off, that was definitely a huge sacrifice for herself to do that. But she took it off to fight for something that she believed in for somebody else's life. And anytime somebody can do something like that, it's just, it speaks to what kind of person that she is and how amazing that she is. Because I'm sure that it had to be some kind of hit for her in some kind of way. Um, Cause they're not making, you know, millions and millions of dollars like the NBA players, you know, they're more in the thousands. So, um, I think it's a beautiful story. Really, really dope. Um, so I definitely want to salute her today for my black excellence. So I have quite a few hot topics today. Um, so let's try to get through them. All right. So the past, like what, three weeks, two weeks, maybe I've been talking about, um, love is blonde. Okay. So the reunion came out. So the reunion came out when I was in Denver. And so, you know how it is when you're, talking you know you watch something with a group of fucking people is loud as shit so I was like okay I was kind of unenthused by the reunion so I'm like okay maybe I just missed something I don't know but let me just rewatch it so I rewatched it the other day when I was home and totally disappointed let me tell you I was ready for all the smoke okay because I had been you know ready I'm watching this shit I'm pissed I'm like oh my god this, this person sucks you know, so I'm just ready to like give my whole spill in regards and like hoping like I'm about to see some, some, some tea and some emotion during this, during this reunion. Well, it was none of that. Um, I was telling my friend, I think what it was, was the matter of, uh, the show was recorded in 2018. And so when it came for the reunion, the reunion is like, you know, a year and some change, change later, like the ones that got married, they've been married now for over a year and some change. And so, um, I think all the whatever has worn off. And so everybody is just kind of like, you know, they kind of was chill. So it was very PG and very nice. I guess nice isn't a bad thing, but I, I was ready to get some real conversations. So from that, um, Lauren and Cameron, which is like everybody's favorite on the show. Um, they were the ones that, you know, pretty much was solid from the beginning to the end and knew that's what they wanted to do. Um, they are actually doing a spinoff. I think it's on YouTube. Can't really remain. Hanging with the Hamiltons, I think it's called. And um, so this is what was weird that I saw in regards to Lauren. Lauren is the, um, she's the black woman. Um, people have been complaining, saying, because, you know, they're on a press release um, in regards to show and all that, because, you know, it's, it's blown up. And they were saying that, like, you know, they feel like that she's trying to do, like, a come up from it and blah, 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 and how, like, you know, um, how she's dressing different and how she, I mean, she looks fabulous. Her, her and Cameron look fabulous, but this is why I don't understand what people, right? What do you want her to look like? I guess that's what I'm confused when I read negative comments. What do you want her to look like? I mean, she's on TV. She's going there. They were at Essence. They were, I mean, they've been all over, you know, Good Morning America, everywhere. So if you're doing a press release and you're, um, and you're going around and you're traveling and you're doing all this stuff, what do you want her to look like? And if it was Mika and I blew the fuck up and say I went viral or some shit, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna capitalize on opportunity too. Who who wouldn't capitalize on it? I mean, nowadays you literally can be on TV for a split second and then you can end up just becoming um a household name just off something that you did. I mean, look at um another I mean, example that's a lot of people, but you know, Soldier Boy. You know, he came out, he was a YouTube star. He came out, you know, on YouTube doing whatever. Um, 
doing his songs and then he blew up at like 16 he was like over like a millionaire so you know I, I don't get when people make comments I feel like I personally and I, I this is like my million times saying this on here I fucking hate social media and I hate that we the way that it is I used to love social media when like Facebook you could only get on there when your college popped up and it was only college students and then you all just talk to each other and you know, it was just good. Like, you know, I get on there and be like, Hey, you know, you got the homework and all that shit. And it was just, it was normal shit. Now you got where people get on social media, they create fake accounts. They talk shit about people, you know, they treat celebrities or these, you know, social personalities, like they're not real people and they are. And the levels of shit that they say about each other, it just, it, it blows my mind. I mean, I really just sit and just be like, okay, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, but I just thought the comments about her was just so fucking stupid. And I'm like, please, please stop and let the girl enjoy her fucking moment. And if she want to fucking use this shit as a way to come up, who wouldn't and why not? I would too, shit. So my, my, uh, coworker told me to watch the circle on Netflix. And that was another, uh, social experiment. Now the circle, I was a little confused on because, uh, you know, I got this love hate relationship with social media and I actually loved it. It was good. So I told myself and I, and everybody laughs at me cause I'm like, um, I feel like if I did the circle, I would be completely opposite of, I would still be a good person. I would still be, you know, like, you know, funny or whatever, like I am now, but I would be completely opposite of what I am. Cause I can be somewhat of a square and I try not to be, but that's just what it is. And so I feel like the circle would actually be really funny and really cool for me because it will allow me to just be somebody that I'm completely not. And I think I would thrive in it. I probably would win the fucking show. But if you feel like you want to watch something that's kind of like a social experiment type thing, it was interesting to say the least. And it was interesting how people, uh, let me explain what it was. So basically they're all inside of this apartment complex, but they can't obviously come out of their, their rooms. And the only way they communicate with each other is with this, like this created, uh, social media world. So you you have to, you're your own person and then you have to basically talk and try to interact and, and gain popularity with the other people, um, in this social media world. And it's all the people inside this apartment, um, complex. And the thing is, is that no one can see each other. So you can catfish and you can do all types of things where like, you know, you, like basically meaning you use somebody else's identity and things like that because they can't see you, um, and so it was really interesting. It was interesting how, what people, why people catfish, what was their reasons behind it? It dropped a lot of, a lot of nuggets. Um, and then I think it also made people kind of grow from the experiment because some people were like, well, like this, it was this girl and she was um, plus size and she felt that if she put her real self up there, nobody would want to talk to her. And I thought that was really sad. And, but for some people, that is their reality in the world. And so it really kind of put that stuff in the forefront. And that's why I kind of liked it was just how it dropped gems on, um, just what people think about and about themselves in, in America. Um, it was a good show to me. I don't know. And uh, it wasn't something you had to think too much about. I played it while I was, while I was working and I just had it playing in the back and it got me through work for for the time I was there. So, um, so the baby this week, um, he's in the news again. He's a rapper out of Charlotte. Here's the thing. This is the thing that I'm like, what I get tired of with like rappers, right? Like I just get tired of the, like the, 
I'm not going to say rappers, just in general, just poor decisions, you know? So this week, cause I like the baby, but it's hard for me to separate sometimes. Like when people do shit and like, you know, from their music, like it's, it makes, it turns me off from the, from the person and wanting to support. Um, but I don't know how I feel in regards to this case, but you know, I think it's a stupid scenario that he's probably going to have to pay this woman a lot of money, um, over something that like is stupid. So he, he was at a, he was walking through, um, probably doing a walkthrough at a club. I'm not even, I know he didn't perform cause they booed him out of the club, but you gotta think like you're in the height of your popularity right now. You're super, you're super hot, right? Young. Um, most of his fan base are women. Um, I mean, a large majority of them, obviously men love him too, but women really find him attractive. So, um, a lot of times they say at his concerts and things like that, it's a, it's a strong woman fan base. So he, um, he was walking through and come to find out the woman that he actually assaulted was not the woman that put the phone in his face, but somebody like had a flash like on their phone and, um, I guess they were like kind of a little overzealous. So they, they hit him, you know, obviously inadvertently, obviously like it was a fan, you know, that was just fanning the fuck out. Cause he was right there by them. He turns and literally slaps the shit out of this female. I mean, like I saw the video and it was cringeworthy. I was like, Whoa. I mean, he slapped the fucking fire out of her ass. And so now then he goes on to social media and laughs about it. Talks about how, you know, he got hit in the face and blah, 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 and all this shit. But I'm like, dude, like he should just fucking apologize. You know, like it was a mistake, um, you know, because he couldn't really see who he was hitting. I don't, I, I don't, my thing is this, like, I don't, I don't know what it feels like to be in a crowd of people like that. I'm also a very fucking nervous person. So I feel like if I ever like, you know, I guess was famous in some kind of capacity. I would have to figure that shit out because I, I don't know if I would like it. Um, I don't really like being in a big crowd even now, you know, um, when, when shit feel like it's about to pop off, I leave, you know, cause I don't, I just, I don't know. Like when I go to outdoor concerts, I'm one of those people that look for the fucking exit just in case, you know, but that's just also just me. And I'm just, I just have a scary personality in general. Um, and so for him, like he has security there and all of that. Like, I think it's, I don't know, but I just feel like I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about this. They said that they feel like, because, you know, he's had to kill somebody before he's had people running his house and all this stuff that they feel like he's going through PTSD. And that's why, like when he's like situations happen, he just automatically goes to fighting somebody, but you can't do that though. And you can't do that when you're in this type of, um, limelight so I don't I don't know um but the girl's going on social media she was crying and she um you know what I mean obviously I think I don't know I think she's embarrassed and I mean granted like is she probably trying to get some duckets probably but I mean shit to be honest with you, you slap the fucking fire at me you probably would have to pay me too so people need to think about the shit that you're doing and I get so fucking tired of people defending people poor behavior and saying, Oh, was well, she just trying to get money? Well, he slapped the fucking piss out of her. So she probably deserves some who fucking cares. Somebody slapped the shit out of me, a fucking celebrity for no fucking reason. And she wasn't even the one to put the fucking light in his face. So that's what made the whole thing tragic where I feel like, yeah, if she wants some money from him or whatever, and something to be sell out of court, then she fucking deserve it because she wasn't even the one that actually did it. 
And then he turns around and just slapping people. I mean, I just, I think it's unfortunate, but I can't defend him because you, you have to, it has to come to a point where it's like, okay, like, let's just think logically on what we have going on. Right. So I don't know. Like I, I was looking at them. Um, I think it was last week sometime. Jay-Z was at the game with um, blue and this man came and put his arm around him and, you know, Jay-Z looked at him and he just like, you know, not, you know, like moved his body to where he knocked the guy's arm from off of him. He didn't go and like fight the guy, you know, but he's basically telling him like, get the fuck off me in my personal space, you know? So, um, people just need to start thinking about things that, you know, you're doing in general. And also I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to, um, give up a part of you to be a celebrity, but I, I feel that you do give up a part of you because now, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're in the limelight and and what comes with that is fans and everything else. And so, you know, sometimes people do get overzealous, you know, but they're paying to come see you. And so I just think that some stuff you kind of sacrifice a little bit. All right. So this week we saw Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years. So I followed the story on my podcast for a reason. I'm going to tell you why. Um, one, I really get tired, and especially in the black community, of everyone screaming, what about Weinstein? Um, I mean, what about him? Okay. So today he got 20, not today, but he got 23 years. Um, and, you know, and usually when people scream, like, what about Weinstein? What about Weinstein? Nobody's talking about him. Well, no, they do talk about him, actually. Um, he's, it's actually articles about him all the time. There's actually been documentaries about him, you know, and stuff on TV in regards to him. Um, and so I would never, you know, say it's okay for Bill Cosby and R. Kelly to rape people because we love them so much for what they did for our community. Um, as far as like, you know, what R. Kelly music made you might've made you feel and what Bill Cosby did for, you know, other reasons. I mean, I grew up watching Bill Cosby, but I don't give a fuck. Um, if you rape someone or you're forcing someone to do something that they don't want to do, it's wrong. So I believe that Bill Cosby deserves to be in jail. I believe R. Kelly deserves to be in jail. I, um, R. Kelly, I completely canceled. And I canceled him even before any of this stuff, even, even before like the documentary or any of that. I haven't listened to R. Kelly, um, in fucking years. I mean, it got to a point, I think when I became like an adult, I was like, oh, it was just too, too fucking much. And then now knowing that he's like a fucking creep, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not surprised. So, um, yeah, like, I just feel like, you know, it's not okay. And sometimes like we have this way and, you know, I'm black and we have this way of just being like trying to defend someone. And if I don't care if you're black, white, orange, green, yellow, purple, whatever, it's not okay to abuse your power and rape women or force people to do things that they don't want to do. Period. Period. So now, so now I, I just hope after this, we can just stop with the fucking bullshit. Okay. It's annoying. It's ridiculous. It's ignorant to me. Right. And as a woman, you know, people abuse power all the time. And, you know, it's a scary thing. And what Harvey Weinstein did was absolutely, you know, it's, it's scary and unfortunate. Like I was, I listened to this other show the other day and they were talking about this sentencing and they were like, well, you know, you had a choice. Well, some people might feel like maybe they didn't, 
you know, like we've heard even on smaller, on smaller scales, like you'll see a manager that might sit and, you know, pat you on the ass or do whatever. And where you're afraid to speak up because this is how you feed your family. It's called abuse of power. So maybe some people feel like that maybe they didn't have a choice. So I hate when this, and this came from a man when like, you know, especially men try to minimize shit. Like, no, like maybe they might've felt like they didn't have a choice because this is all they fucking have. Like if I, if I didn't have, if I didn't have my job right now, you know, present day, like, yeah, I have savings, I have things going on, but, um, yeah, I would be fucked up somewhere up in there sooner or later, you know, cause the money runs out, you know, somewhere up in there. So I think when you put somebody back against the wall and, you know, abuse power to do that and force them to do something, it can fucking happen. It's not unrealistic and it's wrong. And I just feel like sometimes, especially with men, they don't always understand that because with a man, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like some, some shit like this is different from men and women. Um, you see now more and more, maybe men speaking out saying, Oh, well this happened to me as a child and it wasn't okay. Like as far as like an older woman trying to have sex with them or, or having sex with them. But before it was like, Oh, this was cool because you know, this is an older woman doing, you know, doing this to me. No, it's fucking rape, you know? And so it's just, I don't know. I I'm, I'm just, when it comes to things like this, I'm always in like protection mode, but I'm always like, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people just because I'm a fan of somebody's work to be like, it's okay. Or to minimalize, you know, maybe a black person in their crimes and, you know, to, to try to justify that based on, um, I guess the, the, in their minds, um, Harvey Weinstein has been less in the, in the media, which is not true. Actually, he has been in the media. This is this Harvey Weinstein sparked the me too movement. And so I don't understand when people give that argument. Even even when, you know, Snoop Dogg was going off on Gail, he fucking threw in, y'all hanging with Harvey Weinstein. Well, if you don't know a person is a fucking monster, a lot of people hung out with him. He was a fucking Hollywood mogul, you know, over all these fucking projects. I mean, he did all these fucking movies. Well, you didn't fuck, people didn't know he was in there fucking raping people. So, like, stop throwing it in people's face and bringing the shit up. He, he has been sentenced to 23 years. So, I was really happy about it. And, um, and I, and I followed this whole thing, you know, for this reason, because it really is talked about and it, and it, and they don't, I don't think it's been, I think it's been talked about just the same as it was talked about, you know, with Bill Cosby, to be completely honest with you. Um, so I don't know, but that was probably the biggest shocker I think for everybody because, you know, he actually got more time than what, um, Bill Cosby got. I think Bill Cosby got eight to 10 years. Harvey Weinstein got 23 years. So, and he's old. So, I mean, I feel like honestly, this is pretty much, um, a life sentencing. And, uh, they also said that, um, he was on suicide watch. So, you know, what gets on my nerves though. Um, I get tired of people that like you do all this shit to people and all this wrong to people. And, um, it's just like Epstein, you know, um, it's like you do all this shit to people and you're a horrible, horrible person. And then you just be like, oh, I'm just going to just kill myself. Like, no, like, I really hope that they don't, they don't, that this isn't like an Epstein situation and they make him, you know, like they monitor the situation with him and they like make him fucking do like serve his time for his crime, you know, instead of like, he just kill himself, you know, and, and that's it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I, I hate that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
So that was it with the Harvey thing. Um, let's see. So Hillary has a new documentary on Hulu. Um, I need to finish it. Um, in the doc, uh, I think you've probably seen this because this was actually, I think part of the trailer, I want to say maybe a super trailer. Um, Bill Clinton, he was on there and I will say this much. He was very apologetic, um, more than I think he's ever been, um, a lot more gracious in general for Hillary. Um, but he made a statement that I just thought was brazy. I don't get how, <laughs> I don't get how it made it into the, um, how it made it into the, um, the documentary, but he basically said that when he got head from Monica Lewinsky, that he basically was getting head to manage his anxiety. Um, and that now, you know, he's on, he's in therapy and he, you know, takes medication and things like that. But, um, who says that? I was like, Bill, uh, no, sir. And I've definitely, I think that might've been the first time I ever heard that excuse as to why he, um, was out here cheating and was to manage his anxiety. So, um, definitely check that out. Um, it definitely takes a, it takes you inside and it gives you a closer look at just how sexist the world is. Um, to be completely honest, if you didn't really see that sexism is still there, um, Elizabeth Warren had the most put together campaign, I think of any, um, any of the, the democratic, um, candidates, to be completely honest with you. Um, she had an answer for everything. She had a plan for everything. And I really felt like that she was going to really try to do whatever to get them implemented. The only thing that I feel truly is that I don't really know if, if not because of her, if, if it would have been passed, because we saw even with Barack Obama, like he tried to get a whole bunch of stuff passed that would have been for the good that didn't get passed. And so, but she had the most complete you know, well thought out, put together plan out of, out of all, out of everyone. And, um, you know, she ended up having to drop out. She, you know, Super Tuesday was horrible for her. And, um, you know, her, her ship basically sank. And, um, if, if that wasn't sexism, if she was a man, you know, I bet her shit would have been completely different. I can promise you it would have been, but because she was a woman, you know, um, she didn't get any support at all. I mean, her ship they definitely, um, sunk, but I really, I liked, I liked Warren. Um, I just knew she wasn't going to win, you know? So, um, definitely take a look at the documentary if you're interested in it. It's, um, it's interesting. Um, and I think that was pretty much it for my hot topics this week. That, I gave a lot of hot topics this week. I told you I had a lot going on. So let's just move into my thought of the week. Um, while I was in Denver, um, I always, especially when connecting with family and, and friends and just having moments where we can just sit and have adult conversations, I just found myself wondering, you know, when you didn't talk about relationships and all that stuff, um, you know, I found myself wondering, um, is it necessary to be married, you know, and still have a, in order to like have a complete life, you know? Um, and that's something that I've asked myself, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I've, I've told people that, you know, if I if ever time that, um, you know, that I'm single or something like that, um, you know, where I'm just not in a relationship, um, 
I was just not being in a relationship. And I say that for a lot of reasons. Um, I had, I have this conversation often actually, you know, because I think that especially when I was younger opposed to, you know, my age now, like, you know, this year I turned 36. And so my thought process on love is just completely different. Um, I think love is something that I would be more mindful of in general, um, before I was to take a journey with somebody else, because it's such a sacrifice, um, that you make for yourself when you are in a relationship or, or in a marriage with somebody else, like you're no longer, um, you no longer, it's no longer just you. You have to think about the other person. You have to make the other person happy. You might have to compromise or sacrifice something that you might've wanted for the betterment of the, you guys situation. And, um, so I asked myself one day, you know, uh, when I was sitting there thinking like, is it necessary to, you know, be married and why, did, where did the notion come from that that was your, your next steps? You know, I see people sometimes, especially some of my friends, like we go, we went straight from college, from college, they got married from, you know, got married, had kids, you know, it was just a boom, 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 boom. And then they get a house. And for some people, like that's exactly their journey, exactly what they want to do. And I think a lot of it comes from, and these are all just my thoughts. I didn't research any of this shit today, you know, and I think a lot of it, um, you know, comes from, um, we have Christian beliefs and I felt that way for myself when I was young, you know, of like a kind of like a rush to, um, get married or be feeling like I'm going down that line, um, to a certain degree, because I felt like that that was what I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be doing, because that's what I was, you know, always kind of like, you know, told. And then you see everybody around you, like coupling off, getting married. And, um, you know, you feel like that that's what you are supposed to be doing, you know, and if you don't have that, your life is lesser. I don't personally think that your life is lesser. I, I really don't. I mean, I know some people to get married for some fucked up reasons. I can give you a few examples, you know, from, and this is some of the stuff is from my married friends. Okay. Um, you have, you always have a limited supply of sex. I've heard that, which that's not always necessarily true. Cause you got to hope that the person that you with actually wants to have sex. Um, but I think for me, um, marriage is important to me when it comes to the matter of, um, when you start including children or, you know, having the desire of children, um, I think that it's good to show your child love. I think it's, and not just love, but like love that you have for them. But I think it's important to show your kid, um, strong love examples. Um, and obviously every marriage is not always good, you know, and it doesn't always show good love examples. And a lot of them, you know, especially lately end in divorce. Um, but I feel like for me, you know, me having a child and, um, I would definitely, unless it, and I always say this, unless it's like an abuse situation and all that, we obviously know Mika thoughts on that. Like I fucking want you to leave, but I also wouldn't want you to get married. You know, if the person was doing that before the marriage, just cause you have children. But I think that honestly, fundamentally people stay for children. They stay in situations for children. They get married for children. Um, and I don't think that's a good reason, but for me, I feel like I would, I would want my kids to see me married. I would want my kids to see great love examples. 
Um, so obviously I would want my kids to see me in a healthy and, you know, thriving marriage and relationship so they can see that that's possible. But I also, um, I also feel like for me, I wouldn't want to, um, I don't want my kids to feel like they have to have somebody and, um, and I don't feel that way. And I guess that's why I don't want them to feel that way because sometimes I feel like you see some people who feel that they are nothing without somebody else. And I don't think that's true. Um, I think you can be lonely inside of a relationship, um, to be completely honest with you. So a lot of people feel like, well, I don't ever want to be lonely. Well, you can be lonely while you're with somebody. And I don't get why people don't see stuff like that. Like, because when you're in a relationship, you're depending on somebody else to do things or be there or give you certain things in order to make you happy. But you also inside of that too, and I've made mistakes with this, but you also have to know what makes you happy and how to make yourself happy first. Like right now I'm happy, right? In life in general, right? But I also feel like the reason why that I'm probably at probably one of my highest happiness moments right now in 2020 is because I don't have fucking low self-esteem and I did before. I feel like I had low self-worth before, right? where I just was able to allow all types of fucking damaging shit in my life, whether it was from relationships, friendships, family shit, all of that. And so now like I'm finally at a place where I can literally sit and say like, I do the things for myself to make myself happy. And it's almost a scary concept because, you know, when you start feeling that way, it, you know, it's hard to be in a relationship sometimes because it's like, you know, you really, like, I really feel like, I would be completely fine, you know, um, if I wasn't, you know, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel like I was lesser than if I wasn't in a relationship, you know, and, um, I, and, and what I mean by all this is, cause I'm not saying this like in like a mean way. I just mean from the standpoint of a relationship to me, is a choice, right? And so I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to walk on this journey with you. It's not something that I feel is required for me to do. It's a choice that I'm making to do. Um, And a lot of times I think that people feel that they're required to do it. Either it's for um, their children, it's for financial stability, um, it's for, you know, so they can have companionship and not be alone. Um, And, you know, I think somewhere up in there is for love. But I guess my other question that I want to bring up and we can continue this conversation, you know, when you get married, is it always for love? And then if it's not for love, why do we sometimes, I feel like people look down on other people that's not, that's not married or yeah, yeah, that's not married. And why, and why is that? Um, I know people that don't desire to get married ever. They just don't want to. And I know people that's been in long-term relationships for a very long time and they, are yet to be married. I don't know if they're going to, cause they kind of like their thing the way there is. Now I always wonder, and I don't actually have the answer to this. I always wonder like, how do sometimes you see relationships work? That's like you're, and you're dating each other and you've been dating each other for a minute, but then right when you put marriage on there, they break up. Why is that? Is there some kind of pressure that comes along with marriage? I'm not married. So I want somebody to, to, hit me up and tell me what they think in regards to this. But is there something that happens to where like you sign, you sign this, like this love contract with the person and 
now like there's this added pressure of like oh my god like you know um I guess it's harder to leave a marriage is that why people you know are more afraid to get married or why when they finally do get married it doesn't work like something changes in their relationship um I wonder what that is and why is that um because you see that sometimes I've I've seen that but um I think when it comes with anything relationships marriage is work Sometimes I feel like maybe that could be why we see such high divorce rates. I know for me, um, marriage is something that, uh, I'm sure in, uh, will happen. Um, uh, I'm probably the reason why it hasn't happened. Um, you know, uh, as far as like the, uh, what's taking so long, but, um, I think for me, I wanted to make sure before I went into a journey like that with somebody else that I was okay, um, that I felt good about myself first and not because somebody else made me feel good about myself. I wanted to make sure that I knew how to make myself feel good about myself and have a, um, a better self-worth and, um, and I just kind of recognized that. And so that's why I've spent the past, uh, three years, you know, on this journey of just, um, trying to fully understand myself and why do I do some of the things that I do and, and things like that. And so it was very important for me. It was very eye opening for me because, um, you know, I learned and still learning every day a lot about myself. And, um, so for me, I, I don't know. Um, that was, that's been kind of like my hang up you know, when it comes to it is that I just wanted to make sure that I was good before embarking on that. Just like I felt the same way about before embarking on children. Like I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was kind of, you know, feeling good about, um, you know, myself as a parent and that I wasn't bringing in any of, you know, generational, like, you know, hurts and things like that from, you know, that's been kind of going on in my family for so long. Um, and the same that I feel about relationships. Um, you know, I wanted to be sure that, I wasn't carrying any hurts or things like that, that would continue a cycle of, you know, a sense of abusive relationships. Um, cause I've seen a lot of that, um, you know, all around me. So that was pretty much my thought of the week. Still a lot of questions there. I might have to bring somebody in and we kind of go back and forth on this. Maybe one of my married friends and they give their perspective on, um, on, uh, what they think. So, that's pretty much all I have today for, um, my thought of the week. Um, do have some cool stuff coming up. Um, just trying to get all that together and with, um, uh, the coronavirus and everything going around. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't really wanted to just, you know, uh, have too much in my own space. Um, so it's probably going to be me for a little second until we get a grasp on what's going on around us. Cause I don't want anybody to get sick and I don't want to get sick either. I dropped my pen there. I'm sorry. And, um, so, uh, yeah, so I do have some interviews coming up that they are, uh, in the, in the works. Um, just trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, so that's kind of been a hold up with that. Um, let's see. Um, you can find me on Instagram at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Uh, feel free to follow, um, feel free to, uh, have conversation with me and continue the conversation. I'm also on Twitter at IJMT podcast. 
and you can find me um, for direct questions um, uh, you can always hit me on Instagram too but you can also email me too and it's at IJMT at gmail.com um, so that's pretty much it and like always uh, I thank you so much for listening it's Mika here and I appreciate you